0: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto-renews.
1: Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook?
2: (laughs) Yep, It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop
3: playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of
4: here so I can game on that Chromebook.
1: Got it.
0: Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine A new kind of Chromebook
1: The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream It's about playing crickets at the grade level
2: Boys, get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket <laughs> uh, I'm going to do the play for a team called Um, uh, Obviously, showering is always a big issue a big <laughs> issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team I think it was like a with league and, um, a bit of a plan for the one. I refer to the great cricketer
1: here and I'll say, this will do a little bit early. <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast on today's show. With the Australian Indian Series leveled at 1-1, both teams get into some psychological warmongering. Five Indians just want to go for a succulent Chinese meal in Melbourne. But did Rishant Pan get a hug afterwards? Has David Warner earned the right just to play SCG home test now? as his groin comes under more scrutiny than a thirsty DM slide. Who opens the batting? Does head play? How do you play Ashwin? Who the fuck would go to the SCG now? And will they even go to Brisbane? New Zealand are the number one test team in the world. So we ask, what grade would some of their teammates play mm. in Australia? There's Williamson hundreds, Dean Elgatuns, Cole Jamison bags, and South Africa's got a newfound wheel. Callum Ferguson's on the show. To talk about the highs and lows of his career, the IPL, the big bash and being run out on his test debut. Glenn McGrath is on the show to discuss the McGrath Foundation and how we can all get around the pink test from the safety of our homes. Hashtag RCDSC begins with a chestnut incident and ends with a softball premiership. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler, where you can get everything you'll ever need for your pandemic summer of your lives. Use the code CHAMP at checkout. That's budgiesmuggler.com. Com. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash grey cricket of more exclusive content every single week. My name is Ian Higgins. I'm joined by Sam Perry, Pezzy Happy New Year to you and to yours. Thank
4: you. Thank you. And back to you and all those things. That I own. That you own.
0: And beyond. Um, right, Pez. Now, you may have caught this, but James Anderson was denied a knighthood uh, through fear of being sledged by the Australian cricket team. Mm. Now, I don't have a knighthood, nor have I played cricket for Australia despite some uh, some some myths that I'm trying to circulate through the internet um, do you have any do you have any great do you have any great sledging stories from great cricket or or any test matches that you might have played <laughs> uh, well I thought about this and like
4: I, I'm worried that I think I've told a few of them on the show like got sledged hard by Phil Jakes yeah I told that story Got sledged quite hard in third grade by a high-profile current administrator mm-hmm. uh, in the game, who said "fuck off" back to Balmain. Yeah, and I was I was pleased that i had been wrapped. remembered. Yeah, yeah. Trying to think of some others. One had been mentioned early in the show, early, early, early in TGC's time at Fox Sports. Um, so a mate of mine. Playing against Easts, and he'd also been bowling with the New South Wales team in the nets. He was a net bowler, so sort of, he was sort of in and around the squad a little bit. Playing for Balmain against Easts, who had Brad Haddon, and amid all of his time playing, looks uh, playing and training with New South Wales, he'd managed to manage to acquire, as is your wanted, you know his level, um, Brad Haddon's stick. Of course, they played a semi-final <laughs> against Easts, and then uh, he was dismissed. Yeah. And as he was walking off, Brad Haddon said, "Put my stick back in my bag." Um. <laughs> <laughs> I read one the other day as we were exploring Stuart McGill's early grade cricket career. He yeah. played at WA, but then he played in That's Sydney. Right. That's right, yeah. And I read a story. I think it was from Jason Holy, friend of the show. Uh, it might have been Matthew Bradley. an early, a, a Sutherland stalwart told this story uh-huh. about Stuart McGill bowling to a tail ender. Some poor bloke uh. coming out to face Stuart McGill and McGill's... Basically, bowled once ripped hmm. past the uh, the outside edge of the right hander's bat, just missed off stump. Next one's pitched outside leg, just missed the off stump. Third one's pitched outside again at leg again, clips the off bail. And McGill says that's the best three balls you'll ever face, motherfucker. <laughs> There's something. McGill's king. Yeah, McGill's
0: king. Anything? Um, I was thinking about this in the relation to the James Anderson thing. Like, mm. his, like he was scared of being sledged, and like. Um I, I wondered if there's an element here where you, the higher you get the more professional you get the more bored the players get so they just start having to sledge because like I can't really think of a story in any any I played grade for t- 13 years or something and I can't think of a story an anecdote which is worthy of discussion other than like the blur of just being called a fuckwit oh, shit yeah you're a cunt yeah i slept with someone in your family oh that kind of that's gig. even bizarrely specific, as well. Yeah, which sh-
4: serves your point because it's all just a a big cesspool of it just, swear words. Uh, my
0: memory was just this cacophony of like, uh, like play and miss, like way. Yeah, just that, noises. That kind of, just fucking it's a noises. symphony of noise. It's like being in a zoo. Yes. Like and <laughs> just there's some chirping. There's a fucking elephant in the background. Bears doing a thing. What's that penguin doing? Sometimes you're waiting to go into bat, and you think there's no sound out
4: there because there might be a bit of wind or something. Oh, it looks quite friendly and quiet, and you yeah. like that. And you go out there, <laughs> and sometimes there is chat, but you can't quite hear it. You can just hear the low register of someone's voice saying something yeah. mildly abusive towards yeah. you, and you don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah.
0: Sometimes, because sometimes you you would you would hear. The vibrations. You would feel yeah. the vibrations in your direction, yeah. and you would be caught up in the cacophony of those vibrations. Someone else laughs after that as well. Like, oh, what yeah. did they say? Yeah, but then, like, if you don't hear it, yeah. then your curiosity gets a better of you, wanting to be like, "What did he say?" Well, yeah, but you can't look. You don't want to yeah, look. You you don't look. move your eyes it's like any that bulb. way. It's like yeah. any bowl. Don't, don't, don't turn around
4: Great article we're going to talk about by Adam Burnett you about Stuart yeah. Law and Shane Watson. And one bit from mm. that was Stuart Law saying, oh, I was just sledging and I, I knew that if he looked at me, if he turned his head, that I'd have him. <laughs> so in that vein, like as a great sledging. cricketer, <laughs> uh, as a great cricketer, like you can't turn in the direction of the sledger. And meanwhile, you've yeah. just probably come out to bat. You're trying to take centre. You're scraping mm. your, your spikes on the ground. The wind's whipping through your grill. It's mm. not affixed properly, so you can mm. hear the little metal rattling around. And you can hear just a low register of a 27-year-old unemployed <laughs> guy. Saying something out of the side of his mouth, someone's Just laughing at it, and
0: you can't look at it. Yeah, all this shit going on before you faced a ball. Pez, I'm gonna, uh, you know, what what's the one question that we as as incoming batsmen want to know? That we, mm. we could be batting. Let's say you and I batting five and six. Okay, Outcoming batsmen, the opening batsman. Mm. You know, it's a great pace attack. You know, you're aware of a great pace attack. It's seeming doing a bit. Yeah. It's going through the chest. Yeah, right. us oh, this will be a test for my here.
4: technique outside
0: off bail. What's the one question you want to know from that yeah. in, uh, that uh, outgoing batsman? Yeah. Must chat out there. <laughs>
4: That's all we want to know. Will I be forced to absorb <laughs> a level of kind of yeah. symphony of abuse yeah. without being able to look
0: at it Yeah, exactly. while
4: trying to affect technical skills that yeah. I've not been able to affect for a long time? You've
0: been thinking about this moment all week. You've been yep. in the nets, you have an extra hit during yep. the week on a Wednesday for some reason. Extra throwdowns, front foot press, trigger movements, exactly. squirrel grips, fucking all this shit. Much chat up there? Yeah. That's all we want to know. Um, Pez, what's happening? So, so
4: they were right not to... Uh, oh fuck yeah, the they normal. were right. Yeah.
0: yeah, Oh yeah, and the good thing is because they haven't done that now, Australia can they, they won't be able to use this ever again. Mm. <clears throat> What's happening on Patreon this week, Pez? Something is happening on Patreon this week.
4: We had a wonderful chat with Peter Hatsaglu or Pete Hatsaglu. Mm. Uh, those who saw our promotion of that conversation yeah. will have noted that underneath that promotion was about thirty-five to forty blokes yeah. um, writing Peter. Because yeah. he was referred to as Pete. Yeah. Now, I'm about to say something and I have even shared this with you. I, I wrote to Peter, Hats of Glue okay. afterwards and I said, mate, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> I don't know if we've caused, this you, caused you an issue by calling you Pete <laughs> and that's a thing your mates are doing, Yeah. but I apologise and I really enjoyed the chat. Yeah. And he wrote back, he I was going to read his who's text. Who's this? Yeah, well, firstly, that. <laughs> I don't reply to message requests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh no, mate. It's this fucking bizarre thing that people do on social media. Any post that's associated with me is accompanied by comments saying "Peter." So strange, but I'll take the publicity
0: here for a good time, not a long
4: time, baby. Fuck yeah. So
0: have a listen to he that. He's
4: great, man. He was, he was. He was a great chat. He was great gear.
0: I'm going to insert little, uh, little couple of minutes here from that chat yeah. right now. You're going to hear that right now.
2: Yeah. So that that was that was pretty cool.
0: Is it reassuring that the BBL are also using third grade umpires this season?
2: I can I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything about that. I mean, no, can, I'm firing I'm a hard job. Yeah. I'm firing a hard right, well job. We'll leave it at that. Well played. <laughs>
0: well, well played. I mean how, how how is it to like I mean you, you've obviously made the level and you're doing really well um but i mean how do you act like natural around your heroes that you're sort of playing with and against you know you're playing with guys that you've probably watched on tv growing up and still watch on tv now i mean do you want to like ask for their jerseys like get guys like sign your bat but you also kind of want them to respect you as well it must be like quite a hard like balance also that'd be really amazing if you started to walk out to bat with a signed bat from ricky ponting
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's something in that <laughs> no, yeah it is um it is it is crazy there's um Ah, it's funny because there there are times where I think about that and I get a bit I get a bit of stage fright almost. But then there are other times. The other day when we we're playing the Sixers, I um like I went up to Corinda Sander and I said, "Mate, you've got a really chiselled face." And that was just me <laughs> not thinking. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> he does have a chiselled face. <laughs> Had you said hello like, to him yet? Or? <laughs> yeah. No. No, I didn't. That was so. That was me just not really thinking, not really um filtering um. And Kane Richardson and I have spoken about filtering. At, um, <laughs> and at, What's he said to um, you? <laughs> it didn't work. No, was he, was, he was, he was like, mate, he's taking the piss. And I was like, nah, no, nah, I think he's got a good, like a nice face. Yeah, a yeah. Really, really nice face. And, he um,
0: nice
2: face. Yeah. he and I get along really well now on Christmas mm. day. He came up to me and said, you know, Merry Christmas. And, and, um, yeah, so everyone's a normal guy. Mm. Well, most people are normal yeah. and, um, and that's been the, um, I suppose, the best thing about playing with your heroes now. Mm-hmm. They're, all normal, they're all normal people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're all, uh, yeah, they're, they're not what you might think they are on TV. Mm.
0: And that's at patreon.com forward slash grey cricketer. All right, Pez. Um, Australia India third test at the Sydney Cricket Ground is where they're going to play the game. Um, where should we start with this? Let's start with the, how it wrapped up in Melbourne. Oh. Where just five chaps just wanted to go out for a nice meal, a succulent Chinese meal. And who amongst us does not want to ever go out for a succulent Chinese meal? Got himself into a bit of hot water, though.
4: And a dear friend of mine, whose name is Chris Gale,
0: not the Chris Gale, uh, of uh,
4: Fire Up Rugby League fame, oh, a couple yeah. of shows on Triple M, he referred to them as the Chadston Five. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. so they should be referred to as the Chadston That's Five. Because I think we've pointed out, you That's know, good. yes, there are problems facing Boomer and Ashwin. Yeah. Yes we've been strangleholded to the point where we won't be able to score runs. So something else needs to happen in order to get over the top of this Indian side. And Chadston 5 is it. Um, I don't know. It sounds like it's gone away real quick. I don't know if there's a connection between the Chadston 5, them not being keen to play
0: in Brisbane, Mm. and all of this just going away. I love the language of um, we're not keen. Yeah. Because none of us are keen. Um, yeah, we just, yeah. None of us are keen. Yeah. We just do this because we have to, for some reason. Well, it was all this came from a report from um
4: a colleague of ours, Barat Sunderrazen, from Crick Buzz. And it was an it was a quote that he ran from the Indian camp, but an unattributed quote, which which is a quote. So someone said it, but they've said, I don't want my name attached to this. Oh,
0: I got a few of those in right. great cricket. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Couple of lockdowns.
4: It's my entire DM. Couple of lock ins. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's just, it was just the idea that, like, we are being treated like animals in a zoo. Everybody else gets – look, I'm paraphrasing. Everyone else sure. gets to do – gets to kick around and, and have relative freedom in this country. We're yeah. performing like animals in a zoo without yeah. any kind of, um, of, you know, similar similar freedoms. And, yeah. um, therefore, we're not keen to go to the gabbertoir.
0: <laughs> we're not keen to the place where everyone loses. I take that point. I like just to go back to the chats and five though Pez Please, just yeah. very briefly um, the guy who paid the bill uh, he, he said that um, it was great it was great to see the Indian team in there you know I, I paid the bill and I hugged Rishan Pant you know just a, shows a huge sign of appreciation and that was like well you hugged him you can't you can't hug Rishan Pant he's in the bubble then it sort of kicked off being like well these guys have to quarantine and then he did a tweet and he was like sorry my mistake I was excited I got a bit carried away I didn't hug him yeah. it's like two things <laughs> First of all, I've never paid. No one's ever bought me a meal, and I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna give you a hug now." But that's more that's more about me. That's my, that's my thing.
4: Yeah, keep saying that. I, I mean, I feel like it's a it's a lovely response from Pam. You're gonna? Literally, it's not weird. It's like, oh, thanks so much, man. He just hug. You're me. gonna give him a hug. Yeah, I mean, that's just an affectionate thing to do, I and mean, it reveals more about your fragile
0: masculinity. <laughs> hey, it's toxic. <laughs> uh, second of all, then a weird thing to make up.
4: Yeah. I like that as well. It's like, yeah. oh, you know how I said that they <laughs> hugged me? Oh, I just got a yeah. bit caught up because yeah. Lord knows when I get caught up, I yeah. start saying that people hugged yeah. me. What I meant by that was that he didn't touch me at all. We, we were sex. socially
0: distanced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had yeah. three and a half minutes of missionary. It's very polite. And so there's that, that. Yeah. But I agree with you, Pez. I think it all sort of was – it felt all very wrapped up in like um, – don't really want to go to Brisbane. Now you're saying, like, we have to quarantine five out our guys. What if they can't play? Jason Five felt,
4: felt a bit beat up here to me. Had a yeah. little bit of a beat came out from a couple of journals,
0: you know, a bit of mischief.
4: Oh, these guys have
0: been broken quarantine. But it, great, great. It gave Nathan Lyon a chance to say, fucking suck it up. Yeah. Which is great. And it just adds to a little bit of
4: intrigue. I just want to say, this is, you know, we have complained in this country for decades. Often beyond, like possibly beyond yeah. our even, uh, how long we've been alive mm, for. About the NBN. About the NBN. <laughs> it had to be fibre to the premise. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if I did it on the back. Yeah. Decades. Fibre to the node. No, we've complained for so long about one-sided test series over mm. here in Australia on <laughs> flat wickets, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what has this series thrown up so far? It's yeah. thrown up great contests between one and two on good wickets for once yeah. in our godforsaken lives. Because the AFL off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and now we're complaining after having lost one test match about the talent system being fucked, about the fact we can't score any runs, (laughs) and now there's one... And this series gets even better. There's now wonderful political intrigue around it. Just a little bit, just a little spring, a little bit of salt bay
0: of political intrigue. It's it's a fucking great series. Mate, this is why harshly this podcast exists actually it more exists because of the Shane Watson Stuart Law thing if anything <laughs> it actually exists more because of that yeah. but like there's just this dead week in the year okay yeah there's eight big bash games on a day I think yeah <laughs> trying to catch what the non- but there's this week in the cricket where nothing's happening so there's but there's been like nine stories of intrigue being like oh they won't want to fucking go <coughs> suck yeah. it up bitches yeah. oh you're having dinner are you he hugged him three months this ago Coley went to a chemist <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't happen in other countries. I fucking love it. I'm it's sick of it. Just
4: a little bit of political intrigue leading into like what should be a cracking test match. And I I feel, look, there's a lot of things about Sydney that I don't feel sorry for, uh, particularly at the moment. But I do feel sorry for Sydney that the one time they get a test that's a live kicking that you'd yeah. want to go to. I've this is the test I'd want to go to yeah. for like in Sydney of the last couple of decades. Yeah. Um. It's looking like it's going to be pretty difficult to go to. Yeah.
0: And for... And
4: for decent reason.
0: Decent reason. Decent reason. Now, they've they, it was going to be 24,000 capacity, and now it's going to be 10,000. So I think SCJ takes between 40 and 50. It's, I think it's close to 50 these days because of the new stance. Uh, but now it's going to be 10,000 people. Now, I, I've got to say, it feels like there's going to be 10,000 COVID deniers going to this cricket. Because <laughs> I don't know why you would go still. So I know, like, you've got to put this in context. Because obviously, like, now we should say that we're recording this uh, a few hours after Boris Johnson has just announced the seven-week lockdown in the UK. Hard lockdown. Hard Four lockdown reasons in the UK. to leave. Um, and that's fucking really grim. And yes. I feel really sorry for you guys in the UK because, I mean, obviously we record this in Melbourne now. And uh, how long? We were in a similar stage, maybe a little bit longer than that. And it was really, really grim. You guys are in the middle of winter. It's much hard. Like, all that stuff. It sucks. And in Sydney, there's a very small uh, cluster broken out. But in the, in the Australian context, we are freaking out a bit because... Things have always been pretty good here. It's actually quite quite in relation to, like, how sport we are generally. That, like, cricket, we just win every game. We've lost one game. Who's going to bat six? Yeah. Mate, we're one test loss away from an Argus review. (laughs) (laughs) So I put this in the context of, okay, there's not that many cases in Australia in relation to the population of the city. you've outlined that. Right. You've done well. And there's 10,000 people allowed to go. But I'm still like, why the fuck would you go? I'm not that desperate. Boys, watch it on TV. It's good.
4: Mate, I... Totally see what you mean. And my observation from the last few weeks of like rank and distressing partisanship between each state around who, which That's state has done it grim. right. Really, so really grim, grim, particularly when you're from kind of both yeah. areas yes, and just understand that the culture war stops at nothing. Mm. Everything is understood through the culture war mm. and political ideology. Mm. Um, but like how one feels about going to the SCG seems to be related to what your experience of the virus has been. So in melbourne we lived here for five months in very very hard lockdown right so although they're doing pretty well in sydney they've managed it in a very different way with great health system they're always on top of it. contract contact tracing i could understand why people in sydney are like no it's all been pretty good here all along when you've lived in melbourne for five months in fucking hard ass lockdown you're like oh i don't want to i don't want to jeopardize anything (laughs) frankly i I don't want to go yeah why would
0: i go that's true
4: uh why would I bother when we've sort of come so far? Right. But there are some people in Sydney who I understand will be like, ah, oh, well, it's all worked out pretty well so far. And if it kicks off a little bit, well, they tend to be able to get on top of it. Mm. A lot of moving pieces, super complex. Mm. Um, but, you know, the SCG said that uh, crowds are all good, but they best not chant or scream. So you just got to wear your mask and just not make any noise.
0: <laughs> Hell of a day out. Yeah, really good How day. How much out. are those tickets? I really love your cricket. <laughs> got to be really keen for the cricket. Um, okay, let's get into some selection stuff here, Pez. Yeah. So Warner's back, it looks like. Warner will play, but he he said he probably won't play the gather. So he's, he's just getting to that stage of his career where he's just going to play the home games now. <laughs> There's an article today titled Diamond Dave. Like, th- this
4: period out has just absolutely rocketed <laughs> him Bradman. in terms of... Recu- Mate, I'll, we're going to get into this later, but, like, because of the circumstances of this series, we talk about the right kind of runs all the time on this show. Hmm. A hundred from any of these guys will be the most righteous runs made on this land. Fuck yeah. For a very long time. Fuck yeah. David Warner could rewrite the PR on his mm. Um, mm. sandpaper episode and everything else mm. if he manages to drag Australia over the line when the rest of them can, you know, can't score runs. Coming back with a groin that might snap any minute. Can't move side to side. And if he just bats on one leg for his hundred, that's that's a... And he's a good PR man, David mm. Warner, you mm. must say, with mm. respect. Mm. Shout out to Roxy, yeah, big shout.
0: Um, well, loathe am I to you know <laughs> double up with the uh, you know the, the same thing I said in the mm. seven show, Channel Seven show yesterday, but um, it was but a year ago mm. when David Warner scored three hundred and thirty five runs opening the batting for Australia, and people were like, went past mm. Bradman, mm. he'd fucking kill for thirty five now. They only three hundred and thirty five. Yeah, a bit flat. It was that, a bit flat. Actually. Disrespectful runs. He scored that with a against a pink ball. Mm. <laughs> it's worth
4: fucking eight hundred. Oh, I reckon the selections for this match are absolutely fascinating because, like, previously in Australian cricket, selections have always been made with a certain mm. investment in mind. What's next? Uh, investments that were possible because someone was dominating with the bat. Someone's dominating so you can kind of afford to bring in a Travis Head, for example, and maybe absorb some underwhelming performances for a while because it's not really affecting the bottom line of runs and wickets and the team is winning. Yeah. But for the first time in a really long time – I feel like Australia needs to select a team to win now. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to win now? Got to win this one. It's not who's going to possibly win, blood them a little bit, and they'll pay off later down the track. Like we pointed out last week, the fear of dropping Head is the system means that he might go to the, you know, to purgatory for a long time and how does he get back? I don't think that has to be the way with Head. I think he could still be next cab if he comes off. But it's like, for the first time in a long time, it's like, how do we win this match And what lineup do they go with for that? And like, I I feel like India has had such a comprehensive stranglehold on Australia's batters mm. for the last two games that it's almost required that Australia give them different problems to solve, like give mm. India different problems to solve. Like bringing in new people may not be the worst thing because the other guys feel worked out. Like mm. the player who feels least worked out is Cam Green, and it may be because they just haven't seen as much of him. Mm. But the rest of the guys have been um. They've been done over so far, and Australia has to do something different Mm. to get over the top of Boomer and Ashwin. Because from what I've seen in the in the first two tests, they've just dominated as soon as they've come to the crease. Mm. Something has to change. Mm. Does Steve Smith have a plan B? Sorry for the pure cricket chat.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's a good series. Well, what's obviously going to happen is um, Warner will be nicked off by Boomer coming around the wicket. (laughs) Hundred percent. And and then we'll be like, ah.
4: what next? <laughs> Poor old Pukowski scored park 2,500. So now yeah. he's got to face Ashwin
0: coming in fucking weaving and bobbing yeah. from six foot three bowling fucking Cobras. Well, that's if he even makes it to Ashwin. Exactly. <laughs> Ashwin could take the new ball to be fair. Yeah. They just do a weird shit where we're like, nah, you're not bowling. And, and they've lost Yadav, so
4: there's going to be another player coming as well. Yeah. But it's still those two it will be good. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be, be good. Yeah,
0: good. Yeah. A billion people.
4: So anyway, we need to, who are the best six to, to yeah. win this one-off game?
0: <sighs> I take your point. That maybe there's got to be a new thing. A that new, they a new seen. problem
4: to solve. Like it's like a, in football, like a new system or new tactics or a new formation. You literally have to give something, India, something else to sort out and to do their homework on, mm. which is why Pukowski might actually be a handy selection in pure cricketing terms, let alone all the philosophical and medical issues around his head, mm. which aren't insignificant. <laughs> <but> <laughs> so We've got to, to win now. But we, well, <laughs>
0: you're sacrificing? I mate,
4: mean, that's why I say these could be the most righteous runs of all time. Yeah, true. I mean, someone like Will Pukowski could come in with the, all these heroes that he's grown up watching, struggling to play India. What if he makes a hundred on debut? Could be one of the most in front of nobody in the, the, the pandemic time yeah. they will call it. Yeah, they will. Warner on on you know a thin, uh, almost snapped groin doing the same thing, or will they all just nick off?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those two things. Well, I, mate, I, I don't know. I, do you think Australia's going to win this game? I. My instinct is every time Australia plays in Australia, they'll win the game. Yeah, no, that's my
4: expectation. Like as soon as I turn it on, and I but see I the think cut teams on screen. <laughs>
0: yeah, as soon
4: yeah. as Boomer comes into yeah. bowl, or well, not Boomer actually, when he when he comes into bowl, I'm like, oh, I don't know, how, how do they yeah. play this?
0: Yeah, but I every time I see a baggy green with like the SCG, like the latest, I know they win this game. Yeah, Exactly, they win this game. Change but, the anthem, but but that's I right. feel like the underlying thing of the worry about the Australia's batting was is because they've been pinned and like. There's a thing of like, we could lose again and we don't have the excuse because India are literally missing five, play, six mm. players now yeah. <laughs> and they're still, they feel like they're right on top here, yeah. that they could win the game. Have you noticed that like in attempting to
4: analyse why Australia have been so choked by India, mm. there's just a, few, just a few calls coming out now for, we need to be a bit more alpha. We need, a, we need to show a bit more intent Oh yeah You know We need to like, You know Even Smith is saying Like I've never let a spinner Dominate me like this Just those like little Demonic mm. cries You know mm. From in the deep subconscious Of the Australian Saying time to get out For again boys <laughs> Getting that Ta- yeah, Time to fucking front dog And yeah. time to bump these guns <laughs> You know <laughs> Suck it up India It's, it's fashion <laughs> You know, when like. We're Le- back, baby. When Lehman Le- 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 emerged out of the Mickey Arthur era, where it became all about teaching and education and nice guys and Cowan facing 100 balls and mm. stuff like that, I was like, no, nah, we just need to give it, get out there and give him a whack and move the game forward. <laughs> yeah. Look where that-, that took us. That <laughs> took us to sandpaper. So then yeah. we did Amazon PR stunts and yeah, uh, it became yeah. nice and shook hands before the game and talked about babysitting. Now we're in a bit of trouble and now the calls will come out. For- it's our front dog and then Scott. Let's get Davey back. Let's start pushing him what you know, turning twos into threes. Mm. Let's fucking hit Ashwin back over the top of his head. No one said that, but I'm just adding that to the uh, for the sake of the argument. Well I like it and I think that's And I like it like, and I feel good.
0: I feel, yeah. go, I feel good yeah. about that. So Australia will win this series. Three yeah.
4: one. <laughs> exactly. Three one. That's what I think will happen. Would you uh would you would you pick head? What, what, what's yeah, what's, I would. Your, what's your six? Yeah. I would. Six.
0: Okay, so who misses out? Pek- uh Pekowski. Whoa, hang on a sec. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Pekowski, Wade, and Head. Three after going to two. Three, got to go into two. Pekowski is opening the batting for me. Wade v. Head for five. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, then, yeah, when Matt Wade's batting five for me. Okay. Because I think he's going to, I think he's more likely to score 70. And you know what?
4: I think that's okay too. I'd have that side for this but match. I, but
0: I, but I, like Travis Head.
4: I like Travis Head. But guys can get dropped. He averages thirty when you take away Sri Lanka runs, which is not fair to take away the runs because he scored them. Yeah. But I'll do it anyway. Again, for the sake of argument. Yep. Yeah. He, he hasn't dominated the position. That's what happens in the Australian Test side. You get dropped if you don't absolutely nail it down.
0: I think if if Australia didn't have to win this game, I'd go. I'd go longer term. Yeah. I, I want exactly. But, but Wade is. Wade looks a better prospect for Wade runs the, now. Yes. Yes, yeah. so I want Wade now mm. And Cameron Green Fuck, he just looks good
4: Good effort for Bukowski To be able to come in With zero test caps And just unseat Fucking really hard work From Travis Head Over a couple of years, eh? Hey? Yeah But it's Bukowski We've said his name Heaps of times no, He's young blonde His generational destiny yeah. And we need it
0: Prodigal runs Prodigal runs Got
4: no idea what he looks like
0: um, BBL
4: Yeah Now we're talking
0: Now we're talking the real stuff Now the Sixers are leading The competition, Pez um, I think that looks The best outfit
4: uh, the Thunder look
0: good both in
4: terms of their male attractiveness and the way they play.
0: Well, Callum Ferguson's on the show, about to speak to him in a moment's mm-hmm. time. Good chat as well. Yeah, really good chat. Um, good talker. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about the, the thing I found about, uh, about the Big Bash now is that, like, I don't have, like, the emotional connection to a team. And so, like, I feel a little have bit... Have you ever? No, I haven't. Yeah. No. And that's probably why I haven't fully invested in, like, the IPL, the fucking, the Big Bash, like T Twenty International T Twenty tournaments, like I'll I'll go for the team that I live in. Go for that team, but the big bash—it just feels like it's all moving parts, and it's all just a bit.
4: I'll ask you a question. The possibly skill, the attractive. skills
0: numb me. The skill yeah. I'm numbed by the skills, cause skills because the skills are just so good.
4: Oversaturation a yes, little bit. It is just a. You don't know when it's
0: on. It's exactly in, you what that bubble.
4: is. Well, I've heard this actually. It's Grandstand Cricket Podcast is good podcast. Mm-hmm. Cowan and um, Corbin Middlemass, and they were talking about. Uh, tribalism And whether You know The BBL has delivered On the tribalism That they want to create mm-hmm. And I think the answer To that is probably Not really But I would I'm just not sure If that's what they Should be going for With tribalism Like like we've said Heaps of times BBL's just on A little bit Really good skills Good players With the NBA For example uh, It's more common To well, Not more common But it's quite common To follow players And yeah. not teams Yeah I, I sort of see more parallels With the BBL there Always on Switch it on For the last quarter you know, if it's close, tune in during the finals and actually follow it properly there. Other than that, who's good, watch the highlights. Yep. Cheers. Well,
0: mate, it's interesting because I was looking at, um, if you're on Cricket Australia, cricket.com.au's YouTube, mm. every match highlights like six, seven, eight minutes long. Every single one of those has over a million views. There's no way that many people are watching it live at the time. Some of them have like three, four million views. That's how people are engaging in the Big Bash. They want to watch it because it's cricket and it's on. Mm. The skills, as I say, are fucking amazing. Mm. But it's all I mean known by the skills. Mm. Who was it who took f- um, for the stars? Um, Fletcher. No, the, the catch? The catchers, yeah. Um, Spice Man Fletcher took Spice a great man. catch. It took two. Yeah. Amazing skills. Fucking pure on the other day. Jason mm. Holder for the Sixers. Mm. There's some really, really good players. Max Milan's
4: L- L- starting score runs. Best team mate, in the world. Best
0: team the play in the world. Um but it's all, I like, mean, numbed by the skills because they're just like, it's just, it's just a highlight reel all the time. What do you mean, numbed by the skills? Because, like, someone fucking flicks a six. Yeah. And I'm like, shut. <laughs> two years ago, I would have been like, what the fuck is yeah. that? I've never seen that before. Maxwell's reverse um, reverse slog sweep yeah. in that game. But I,
4: you're desensitized because you're used to the standard. I yeah. mean, and that's been the problem with the big bash or. I think Probably not just the big bash But like it's People have argued It's gone through this growth phase It peaked after like Season 6, season 7 Of the TV show yeah. And now It's probably the same In terms of skill level But we've seen it before So are we, are we a spoiled audience yeah. Or is it incumbent Upon the players and stuff To actually uh, You know Bring new elements to it Which they've tried to do With rule changes But then we get the shits With that as well I think Speaking for everyone. Well, I think
0: also a massive problem is that the, the final of the Big Bash is on February 6th. There's a, <laughs> there's another month and day of this. It's way too long.
4: Do you think if they reduced, uh, you know...
0: Yes, a, I do. Tw-
4: 20 <laughs> games or something, you wouldn't feel like it was oversaturated? Yes. Like, Do you need that time away for... Like what? You mean it should be on like every night or... Should have a
0: night off, and then you will be replenished and ready to watch it again. I think if if the if the, if the length of the season wasn't so long, I'd be mm. more engaged in like who's wearing the table and stuff. More games would matter, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying I'd become like number one BBL fan, mm. but I'm just saying like I'd be much more engaged in it because now it's just like okay. You're now like in the mid part of the season of the Big mm. Bash. It's fucking, it's ridiculous how long it is. I have this feeling we'd still find a way to complain about the BBL. Of we would. If it was like Mate, the same number pace? of
4: games. Because we wouldn't know that it could be worse. We would find something else to get upset about. It's just yeah. like the BBL has just disrupted what so many, you know, older people understood to be the cricket system and has all these flow effects around red ball availability and shield cricket and um you don't understand like we don't understand the franchises and there's new and there's thing, new things coming in it's kind of like it's disrupting our childhood basically because we can all call out the great skills and all that kind of and i'm not i don't agree with that by the way but we can all call out the great skills and that sort of stuff but yeah. it's just a great thing to whack the bbl
0: it's it's right in that wheelhouse See, I'm, I'm saying that as like a we shouldn't just bin it because it's mm. it's not perfect therefore bin it mm. I'm saying, like, it just, well, I think actually most people are saying it just could be better. Mm. But there's obviously a balance. Like, the reason this season is so long is because they were worried about the pandemic affecting it. Therefore, they put in a much bigger schedule for like a week or two here and there could be taken mm. out if they needed to, to quarantine because someone hugged with Pant. Mm. So that's a cancel everything. That's yeah. why this season's so long. Yeah. But it's just, uh, like a month, a month more of this every night. I mean, hell yeah. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you know what really offends me. New Zealand being the best test team in the world? Yeah, now we're talking. You <laughs> we can get around that. Okay, so obviously uh, the first test ended um, towards the end of last week just before we finished the show. Mitchell Sandler took a great court and bold. Great test win for New Zealand. 4.3 overs left. Took the last wicket. Pakistan doing some great Pakistan stuff. Lost yeah. 6 for 30 in the final session. Yeah. Fucking run outs. Going all sorts. Great but stuff then from like, them. You know,
4: they almost saved the game with an awesome partnership as well. Fold Alarm. Yep. Yeah, Rizwan. Yep. And then lost and then six, for and six for thirty.
0: <laughs> so, then, so then, New Zealand are now number one test team in the world. This second test is uh, going on as we speak. Kyle Jamison mm-hmm. took five for sixty nine in the first innings. Big rig, yeah, like it looks love good. Love that. Bumping can't, It's sensational. I love it. Mm. Um, and then obviously, Cam Williamson's just scored his fucking eighteenth century this week. Yep, twenty fourth test century now. Him and uh, Henry Nichols, big runs. They're leading.
4: We had a kid recently, and when you have a kid, you come back with more perspective and play better. Yeah. That's what Smith and Danny should do.
0: Interesting. Kane Williamson, Now, this was before this morning, so he's, he's since pushed on, but Kane Williamson's last 22 innings, he scored 1,573 runs at 82. Not bad. Who was he playing? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, poor the Nassim Shah. He's not really 16. Was was going, He's going at five and over, none for 110 off his 20 overs or some shit. Uh, it doesn't look great for Pakistan, but but New Zealand are so good at home. Gotta hand it to New Zealand, man. Also, I mean, they fucking smashed India. How do they do that?
4: Yeah, well, you, you, the, the Australian reflexive mind immediately reflexes. They've into got second
0: graders playing in that team.
4: All of that sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> cricketers have to do so much to be trusted yeah. over about ten to fifteen years. Again, it's the Steve War theory. You know, soon anything New Zealand does, it's going to be. Well, who was it against? Oh, where was it? Oh, mm. against that mob. Oh, they do not play mm. well away. Okay. The guys are like literally nearly number one. They win at home all the time. They mm. do beat good opposition. They've made the last two World Cup finals and they do it. They do it with about fucking three people in the country. Yeah. It's pretty good.
0: Well, that, um, that Still U- second grade, but. That, yeah. <laughs> it Doesn't explain yeah. how second grade they are. Uh, that UAA series where Australia lost handsomely <laughs> it was uh, a handsome loss. Um, that was a series where Kawaja saved the test match, got 180 or whatever. Uh, great results. And then New Zealand played like the week after, then they beat them 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> that was the no, And we always think, oh,
4: well, they're just not trying. Again. You know, they, everyone gets up for Australia. Yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, that must be it. That must be it.
0: I just, I don't understand. I'd it'd be great series, Australia, New Zealand, in New Zealand. Because New Zealand came here last summer, right? And it was one mm. of the dullest summers we've had in ages. Would it
4: be great? Australia, Australia I believe, tends to... Destroy New Zealand in New Zealand. I expect us to go there and win 8-0 in a two-test series. It's just out of sight, out of mind. Like, we just respect those who beat us, and we disrespect those who we beat all the time. It's like when I was in the UK talking with some English guys about who was better out of Coley and Tendilka, and there's like, holy, easy. Because Tendilka didn't
0: score that many runs against England. They just mm. didn't see it, mm. you know? It's like, oh, but he killed us. It's a bit like, um, uh, slightly different, but like Gavaskar runs. It's yeah. 10,000 test runs Out too. of sight, out of mind. Which one's that? Hmm. <laughs> it's just fucking, yeah. Oh, well. Mohamed Abbas was good in the UAE,
4: wasn't, oh, wasn't he? Wasn't Yeah, nimble in a way. <laughs> really good player, wasn't he? picked? Played well against us
0: once or twice two years ago. But then <laughs> when he came to Australia last year, like he bowled three balls, the key was up to the stumps, and he was injured. And he's won like 105 Ks, and you're like, oh, okay. Got it. Oh, I recognise this now. Yeah. mate, fours. Good bowler. Hey, uh, South Africa is absolutely dominating Sri Lanka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No one really cares about that. I mean, Quentin de Kock, uh, he won the f- the first test. They're in the second test now. They won the first right. test. Uh, Quentin de Kock won his first test as captain. He said, there's no easy wins in test cricket. They won that game remarkably easy. Um, there's this guy, um, uh, Nokia, uh, who's bowling fucking rapid for South Africa. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, apparently. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ball's wheels. Apparently he signed a coal pack deal with South in cricket, so he's not fucking off to England like heaps of other players recently have done from South Africa. So oh, he's, he's staying in South Africa. Staying, staying. I watched
4: him bowl the other night, uh, and you're totally right. And the the wicket looked fast. Yeah. He was probably bowling against guys who would have been afraid of him. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, shame in that with yeah. how quick he was bowling. Ball was slapping the gloves hard. He Fuck he was yeah. in um, Ponting's IPL side as well, yeah. so you know Ponting likes yeah. him. So therefore, so, we respect mm, that. Interesting, yeah. Robata twelfth man, yeah, as well, yeah. Uh, but this guy is good gear, yeah. and Australia is. Set to go to South Africa yeah. in a month or two's time if we fancy it. If we fancy it yeah. in the uh, Dad, so, when, of so when, India, cricket. when
0: India says we won't get with them, we're like, "What yeah. the fuck is yeah. this?" Hey Afghanistan, yeah. you want to play? I oh, wouldn't thought so. I'm yeah. playing against Afghanistan. I do. No, I thank mean, you.
4: speaking again of good match up series, Australia South Africa in South Africa. Every time we play South Africa, it's good because it's just two wild, um, toxically masculine alpha dogs playing yeah. on fast bouncy wickets. The
0: Sandpaper series was one of the greatest things of all time. <laughs> just
4: because <laughs> it was like they yeah. just, they out cunted us. Yeah. And that's yeah. what they they know that that's you know respect. when New Zealand comes here they try and become friends with us yeah right because and yeah that's right and also they're just second graders but South Africa mm-hmm. go the other way and it's always quite it's always <laughs> it always leads to something funny <laughs> you yeah know? exactly yeah. and I want this guy Norkier yeah to uh to bowl his wheels I want Rabada back yeah. The whole thing. The wickets yeah. looked quick. Yeah. yeah. That's, and so look at look at the fucking whites of our eyes. We're, yeah. Our eyeballs are popping out of our heads yeah. just talking about this stuff. Yeah. I don't want any Ashwin stump to stump. Uh, flicking them down the there. Flicking them down there. Yeah. yeah, okay, I need some precision and technical skill. Yeah. Let's just start bumping. <laughs> Let's start hooking. Let's feel something again. I want Faft
0: doing yeah. a 2K yeah, time exactly. trial, his shirt on. I want fucking Quinton the Cock mm. riling Warner up in Durban. I want machismo I want the machismo series. I want our off-spinner dropping the ball on the video's head. Exactly. More of that gear, bring it back. Hope it's faster the SCG this week. Mm, me too. Won't be. Um, I was thinking about that series, that sh- like Sri Lanka, South Africa series, right? Do you re- or sa- actually same as like Pakistan, New Zealand? So basically, like anyone outside the top the, the three, the three teams that play test cricket. If if South Africa, Sri Lanka, who were, Sri Lanka are fucked with injuries, so they're really weak at the moment. But like, if that series was one v two, would we be like? This is good. This is good cricket.
4: We would if either of those teams had beaten us recently.
1: <laughs> so we put ourselves in the story. If they had players that we're we gonna... were like, he's a good player.
4: He's a good cricketer. Yeah. yeah, we've got to insert ourselves into the story. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah, we would. But otherwise, no. We don't respect anybody that we defeat. That's mm. the theory. Mm.
0: Regularly. Even players who, who are good in Australia, we'd like Acid Ralph last year. It was, uh, he was playing for um, <laughs> playing for the Stars um, and then got himself into Pakistan.
4: He really moves it around.
0: T20 side. Um, he played second grade at West. Way at West, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Well, he was an overseas player, so he had to start in twos to,
0: yeah. 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 Probably obviously, probably worth. Okay, Pez, we're speaking to uh, Glenn grab but first, uh, Cullen Ferguson. Uh, and, of course, this is brought to you, as ever, throughout this summer, our pandemic summer, uh, by Ponting Wines. Uh, we can use the code GETAFEW, which will get you ten percent off the price of a case. Mm. Pez and I have had our case of get a fuse. Well,
4: I notice you've still got clothes of play on your uh, kitchen bench. A nice red, mate. They're really good.
0: Mm. I'm really, I'm really impressed. Are you saving that one. Um, I guess so. No, it's it's half it's half it's half empty or half full. Oh, is it? Pardon me. Yes,
4: thought you might be saving it for you know. Will Pekofsky's debut hunter at the SCG. Because <laughs> like, you're a sentimental little.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really?
0: Fuck it, <laughs> hell. Jesus Christ. Um, Ponting Wines have been very good to us, and uh, we would like you to be good to them. Use the code get a few, And their product will in turn be good to you. So oh, it'll will get around be, you. Everyone's getting around, get around each you. other. It's capitalism. Also, it's good for a little Instagram post. A little Instagram post. Well, Ponting Wines, oh, things are going well, are they? Mm-hmm. That kind of gear.
4: If you asked me 15 years ago if you would associate the name Ricky Ponting with red wine, I would have said it was more of a beer guy. But isn't he in his wonderful blazer and with his analysis and just general gravitas mm. comfortably mm. associated with a wonderful red or crisp white? Mm. Mm. Yes.
0: I thought you were going to say 15 years ago if you asked if Ricky Ponting was going to be associated with a great cricketer. <laughs> Less likely. <laughs> if you asked me that fucking five months ago. <laughs> Thank you very much to Pontings Wines. Get a few as the code for 10% of the price case. Here's Callum Ferguson, and after that, Glenn McGrath.
2: Look good, play good, feel good. I guess to me, just whispering in that ear saying, okay. hey, get rarer.
1: But realistically, I'm thinking from ball one, I just want to park this fucking thing into the car park. <laughs>
2: Good play, good, feel good. I try to call it the Joel Wilson Institute. Look good play, good, feel good.
4: Okay, we've got 10,000 first-class runs on the phone with us. He's got 20 turns. He's represented South Australia with distinction. He has a baggy grain that the rest of us don't have, uh, and he's on the phone with us now talking about Callum, or Cal, to be familiar, Ferguson. How are you, Cal?
3: <laughs> yeah, very well,
0: thanks, Sam. You guys? How are you? Wonderful. 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 Just look, we used our own names. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe we did play with each other. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going yeah, very familiar
3: here, aren't we? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanks for joining us on the show, Cal. Uh, let, let, let's kick it off where we always kick it off. Tell us about your relationship to grey cricket. Now, you're a prodigy, uh, like so many of the people we speak to, a particular prodigy coming through, so I must, uh, that must have been something you bypassed quite quickly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, um, I, uh, I was quite lucky. I uh, I walked into a, um, an A-grade side at uh, Prospect Pirates um, back in the day as a 15-year-old, very green around the ears, but uh, learnt very quickly from... One or two of the senior players um, played in the flag um, that year. And uh, I I think we won a combined total of uh, about one game for the next three years. So it was (laughs) was a real... Chocolate, the boiled lolly story, that one, um, and then made my way across to West Torrens to play with a few mates over there. Change clubs. Um, which was which was great. It was a big move, um, obviously always a bit controversial around the Great Cricket scene when yeah. when you leave a leave a club and and head to another one. But uh, went across there to play with a few mates who. Who then retired or left the club within the space of eighteen months? Trying to work out whether that was uh, on the back of me moving there or not, but uh, I'll just I'll assume not until someone tells me otherwise. I think they're ducking me at the moment. But um, anyway, it's uh, still ducking me. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, still ducking me. Fifteen years later, um, but yeah, look, I um, I've loved my time at West Torrens. I, I love uh, getting down there whenever I can. I've, one of those close mates does make the odd um, reappearance, Trent Kelly. I played a bit of cricket against him and with him at the Redbacks and uh, the Western Warriors. Um, who, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a good mate of mine, but he's made more comebacks than John the uh, He keeps uh, putting his hand up for the, for the late season run at the finals. And uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's a good, good, uh, good close mate of mine. And, and someone who, uh, who was a big part of me getting to the club and, and, Looking forward now, um, I'll have a bit more time up my sleeve with no shield cricket to get down to West Torrens Eagles and spend a bit more time around there and um, I'm still looking to play the one days with the Redbacks after after Christmas, so I'll um, I'll be able to get back uh, back out there and get amongst it with the lads.
4: Okay, well you've shown your credibility there, Cal. Yeah. You've you've hit some real grade cricket bingo there. Yeah. You know, started early, changed clubs. You've got a mate that's still running around. You're thinking about going back, maybe, maybe not. So um, good cred there. <laughs> I just want to know about South Australian or Adelaide uh, grade cricket, Premier Cricket, whatever they call it these days for branding purposes. But um, a lot a lot of the guys we've spoken to. Who are, who are guns coming through there, did tend to start very, very early. Now, when you say you right. started at 15, did you have to wait around a little bit to kick off in A grade there? Or, you know, what what you know if you're a prodigy coming through, what was the age you were right. aiming to commence in, in A grade, 12, 13?
3: Yeah, look, look, I had the big chief, the big kahuna, the prez, Mark Hosgrove come through a year before me um, out mm-hmm. at Northern Districts, and, and they got him in, in early. I think he... He was probably 13 or 14 at the time and, um, you know, obviously striving for puberty at that point. And, um, (laughs) no, they, they, uh, they managed to uh, hold me off at prospect until, uh, the ripe old age of uh, 14 when they picked me in, in my first A grade side. And, um, you know, it probably rained for about three or four weeks at that point. And, um, then by the by the time we came out the other side of the floods, we um, you know I'd, I'd managed to find my way out of the A grade side again and, and had to wait till the next season when I was fifteen. So um, it, they do start you early, and and they did hold me back a little bit. Um, I felt like I felt like it was the right move because I couldn't hit the ball off the square at that size and age. So um, that was the right play from Prospect, I thought. Whereas Cosy, Cosy had already had his first beer at thirteen or fourteen, I think. <laughs> so he was he was ready for it. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: It feels like uh, it feels like everyone sort of knows each other, not just in the club, circuit I mean I think that, that's sort of everywhere across every city and state in Australia but, but also in the Shield circuit we saw we saw a great uh, story this week about you know the the rivalry between Stuart Law and Shane Watson who may who may have might have been friends at one point you know but then mm. sort of had a very spicy relationship after that mm. you know is can you still sort of find that level of intensity you know that sort of intense hatred between two blokes and if so who um, mm. or is it sort of or is, everyone, or is sort of everyone sort of more or less mates now because they play so much cricket with each other
3: yeah, it's funny. I think you're right. With, um, so many T20 comps around the place, um, players end up playing with each other. Um, you know, I see that uh, you know, it also happens at international level. You see a lot of, um, you know, the guys quite familiar with each other off the field. Uh, Quinton de and, and Davey Warner clearly get along really well. Um, that's, that's, um, not gone so well recently and, and probably gone a bit sour, but, um, it certainly, um, it happens a lot more these days where they are, a bit, bit closer. There's one recent one that um, you know, I've, I've noticed that out in the field they, they've started to take a bit of a liking to each other, and and that's been uh, Matthew Wade and Jake Weatherall out in the middle. Um, yeah. You know, really uh, getting supporting each other whilst out in the middle, and uh, yeah, not um, you know, pretty pretty comfortable to tell the <laughs> odd joke about each other, suggesting that neither of them are great players in big games, and some of well in. Yeah, no, it's, it's been interesting. I, it, it's, I'm, I'm not sure it's so friendly as I'm making it sound, but um, yeah. it's, uh, it's funny how um, everyone is so much closer these days. And I probably would suggest that some of the, the real uh, anger and bitterness and, and, and the gripes probably aren't quite there where they used to be. But mm. um, there's just the odd occasion where um, I think because it doesn't happen quite as regularly. Um, I think the guys go a little bit harder than what they might have at times back in the day. And mm. Obviously, the the, the Stuart Law and um, you know Jimmy Marr and, and Shane Watson is probably an extreme version. I reckon <laughs> that might have been uh, that might have been some skin loss from both sides there. But mm. um, look, I think it's it's less likely to be quite um, quite as regularly so. Yeah.
4: Well, in Stuart Law's Defence he did say that despite, you know, many, many days of abusing him, he did offer him a beer, beer. Yeah, so <laughs> there was a beer and so when Watson yeah, said well, that's, knows, right. all that, that's
2: all that does. <laughs> exactly. It? I mean
3: that's, that's all about board. Yeah, exactly. no, as long as, as long as there's a beer at the end of it, we're good
4: yeah. <laughs> I'll hand you a beer and thus compensate for everything that I've done.
3: Well <laughs> maybe All that personal stuff. No, don't worry about that. About all your all
4: family screw a
3: me now <laughs>
4: We're going to drink alcohol. Um, So, um, but maybe the rivalries have uh, just, you know, shifted on to the BBL cow because – you're, you're with the Thunder. They're looking really good. You guys are looking really good. Um, and I don't just mean performances. Like Ollie Davies and Sam Billings, Ben Cutting, all very attractive men. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Looking good. Yeah. Um, what,
3: what about the flowing locks that Ollie's got going yeah, on at the yeah, moment? It's it's just magnificent, a Real
4: seventies vibe it's to branding. it as well. Yeah, it's, it's a really good
3: thing that he's doing there. Yeah, branding. he loves his surfing as well. So there's plenty of photos on his social media of him yeah. with his top off and he's yeah. got the flowing locks. As yeah. You Rather uh, (laughs) self-indulgent, some of his teammates would suggest, but um, I love it. I think it's fantastic.
4: (laughs) Uh, So you look at complete team, and then I see last night, you know, Bilbo, our mate Bilbo, uh, he he gave it to Mark Steckity, who in turn was like clapping in Ollie Davies' face or something Mm. when he got him out. So I guess my question is, why are the Brisbane Heat so full of questionable blokes?
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, look, uh, Bilbo's a good judge.
1: <laughs>
3: no, look, it, it's uh, it's all uh, fun and games out there, isn't it? And that's probably, um, you know, that's exactly what we like to see from our side of things. If uh, one of the opposition is picking on our youngest player, um, you know, not taking on the big guys and the big dogs like Bilbo, then uh, those big dogs will really get in their face and let them know about it. So uh, we'll, look to, we'll look to see whether uh, Steckes takes on one of our older players next
0: time. Yeah. I mean, which overseas player, you know, in the 10 years that, um, that you've been playing the BBL and, and in its entire existence, um, you know, which, which overseas player do you think has been the best value? Like, a, you know, a Shahid Afridi maybe or a Gale or a, you know, a, a, any uh, story stories knocking about? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know, in my team, in teams that I've played in, or just what I've seen in the, in the competition? Yeah, I think in the competition, yeah. Yeah, I liked what Shahid Afridi brought early on. That yeah. was, uh, he he came across and played with the Redbacks before it became franchise. And right. so he really was uh, part of the foundation of the Big Bash, I thought. You know, getting over here, bowling fast leggies, sitting big sixes, eating cricket balls. It was just, uh, <laughs> it was all happening with Shahid. And uh, he, uh, he just brought so much, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch. You know, real rock star mentality and and yeah. look to him as well. We had the big aviators on, uh, floating through the airports. Yeah, we, we always—it's a bit of an alpha move, that isn't it? A real power move to wear the sunglasses inside. hundred uh, um, percent, Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, Bilbo, our mate Bilbo, um, pulled the pulled that exact power move off in in his first team meeting. He was, uh, you know, in the dungeon underneath the grandstand. It's. Um, at the Gabo the other night and uh, just pulled the sunglasses out and whipped them on in the middle of the, uh, the team meeting. And uh, wow. Usman Kalaja, a very sharp operator, Usman, he jumped <laughs> all over it and let him know all about it. The very next day, though, Usman was floating through the airport and uh, I spotted him from about 15 metres away and I said, oh, no, he hasn't. <laughs> Went straight over to Bilbo and said, just have a look over my right shoulder here, mate, and you might spot something you like the look of. And Bilbo saw Usman floating through the airport with the darkest, biggest pair of sunglasses <laughs> you will ever see. And he jumped all over him and gave it to him for about 24 hours. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always interesting watching guys and the impact they have as an overseas player. Shahida Freed, brought plenty he uh, goes yeah.
4: out really are going mad in the bubble <laughs> <laughs> um, just on the on the BBL Sil uh we saw the other night uh, you know I've got a, a routine uh, new rules question which I'm sure you've had none of um, up until this point but um, you see the scorches renegades uh, scorches make 185 renegades lose three wickets early in the second innings. And so they just go for the bonus point. They lose the cricket match by 100 runs, and walk mm, away with the point. Yes. Um, is it the mm. funniest and therefore best point of all time? <laughs> oh,
3: look, uh, if you're if you're creating these rules and implementing them, that's exactly what they're looking for, aren't they? They must be looking for enormous blowouts where there's mm. guys chasing down the one point and and uh, and falling short by 120. Um, that's what that's what they're looking for, isn't it? I've got no idea. I mean, uh, Look, it is uh, it is an interesting uh, new rule and you know, you'd hope it's not too often a side uh, in that scenario. Unfortunately, the Renegades have found themselves in that situation a couple of times now and uh, it, it's not, uh, it doesn't always end up pretty, does it? <laughs> it looks good when you get the point but when you're nine down, you, you lose your next wicket. It, Ten point one overs and you lose the game by a hundred. It doesn't look as look as nice then, does it? Mm. Sing a quarter of a team song
4: as well. There's all sorts <laughs> of funny.
0: Obviously, it's uh, nice to see Joe Burns back in the back in the runs last night. I, I actually noticed in your last innings for South Australia, you obviously got ninety seven, and then Joe Burns was the first guy to sort of run over to you and 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 shake your hand. He, uh, he's obviously a remarkably popular guy around the circuit. I mean, what? What, what do you think, um, Joe, will be out with his game and how he'll be feeling at the moment? Obviously, after a pretty um, uh, publicised, you know, dropping of the side, I guess. Yeah, look, clearly I've got a few people fooled. If he's
3: <laughs> thinking, that, and so many are thinking, I'm a decent bloke, but uh, <laughs> look, he's, he's a fantastic cricketer. Um, it's certainly been a tough, a tough run for him. Um, it's a dark place when you're not making runs, yeah. um, and you know, look, he's. He's a guy that I'm hoping will bounce back really strongly because, um, you know, he, he's a guy that does have a lot to offer that Australian team at the top of the order. He, he takes the game when he plays his shots. And that's probably where you sometimes see guys um, when they're starting to struggle, mm. um, you know, or, in all seriousness. They, they probably just stop playing their shots. They stop looking to score quite as, quite as much as they usually do. And, and I feel like he's a guy that um, will benefit a lot from what happened last night. He batted really well. He took the game on, which is exactly, exactly what we're used to seeing from Joe. So mm. um, I'm, I'm confident he'll bounce, bounce back hard and, and hopefully he gets back into that baggy green at some stage. Yeah.
4: It's funny you mention that more broadly, Cal, because you've had some experience with this as well. Uh, in Australia's test top order at the moment, uh, there's some discussion and suggestion that, that Travis Head might make way for Pukowski mm. coming in. Uh, and there's this sort of folklore around Australia that, great players get dropped and then they come back, you know, Ponting, the Wars, mm-hmm. Michael Clark, etc. And And so yeah. the theory goes that if you get dropped, you'll go away. And as War- Shane Warne suggested recently, score some runs in shield. That's um, not on. <laughs> uh, and come back a better player. So, like, uh, you know, someone's experienced this. Like, you know, how, how are players meant to do that these days when there's no red ball cricket? And what's that experience like?
3: Yeah, look, that's tough. I mean, you've... You desperate to turn things around. You get left out. Uh, you just want to get back in there and, and get back on the horse and, and, and you're just desperate for that next hit. Um, you know, for, for Joe, it's a really tough one. Um, you know, there's you know, no shield cricket um, for the next, you know, six weeks, uh, five weeks. And, and uh, you know, obviously... If, you know, looking at Travis now, um, if he was to find his way out of the side, which I strongly uh, believe he shouldn't, um, at twenty six to be averaging thirty nine, that's uh, that's leading a lot of the uh, the best cricketers we've ever had in Australian cricket at, the, at that age and that number of games. So, um, I think that we stick with him. But if he was to find his way out, it's a long road back. Potentially, no, um, you know, no shield cricket for um, a long period of time. Um, you know who knows what COVID looks like at the end of the big bash. There may be no um, no Shield cricket, depending on yeah. on how it goes. You know if things start to break out again. So um, yeah, it's really shaky ground at the moment. Um, once you find your way out of that side, it could be um, it could be a really tough one trying to find it back, even tougher than usual. So mm. um, it'll be really interesting to see which way they go there. But with for a young guy like Travis Aaron thirty nine, I mean. You know that's uh, that'd be a big call to drop a guy that's um, done so well at such an early age.
0: Mm. It must be really funny, like just when you when you get your game. You know, like we obviously saw Aaron Finch on the back of some, I presume, anyway. He was picked on the back of like amazing white ball performances a couple of years ago. Then he was asked to open the batting, you know, against India without Smith and Water on the side, even though he wasn't even open the batting for Victoria. He was batting five, wasn't he? And and I know, like yeah. Ed Cowan said, um, that he became a better player after his test stint. Um, you know, and could never, never get his way back in. I mean, where, where were you at when you got your game?
3: Yeah, so it, mine was interesting actually because I, um, I had blown my knee out mm. um, probably about a year and a bit before my debut, and I, I um, played one shield game and then um, played. You know, I made a hundred in that shield game, and then. Uh, missed out in the next game, but only had one hit, um, and then they picked me for that next test. Um, so i would really only had um, three hits in red ball cricket in just over twelve months when I got picked for that um, test match. I'd had good form going into that knee injury, but um, mm. and then a really good one day series to start the summer. But really, only three hits in um, in just over twelve months. You know, maybe a year and a half. So. Um, it was a really interesting time in my career at that point and I felt like I was in good form coming off uh, a, a good one- day series with the redbacks and then getting a hundred in my first game back in Red Bull cricket but it was a really interesting period and I felt like I was in good form and, and then obviously missed out in that test match and, and found my way out of the side um, it was a really tricky um, you know roller coaster I suppose of emotions being being picked you know highlighted your career mm. um, then and then going back to shield cricket. And my first couple of games after I got dropped weren't great. So, um, yeah, it can be a really tough, tough little period. Uh, Knowing what Joe is probably going to, well, I hope he's going to have a bit more cricket to play after the big bash and be able to fight his way back in and and get himself back up and going. But um, it's the emotional rollercoaster that can be really tricky to handle. And that's why it's really important that you... You speak to people around you, and and um, you know, make sure that you don't get too insular. Um, you know, obviously in great cricket land, we don't we don't talk about any of our frailties to any of our teammates, oh, do we? No, no, we we no, make no, sure we no. stand it, stand at the back of the net, and say, "Oh, mate, come on, you got to let that one go." Or, <laughs> "Come on, mate, you just come on, take that short ball on." Come on, what are we ducking that for? But uh, certainly, um, for someone like uh, for someone like joe it's going to be really important that he does speak to um you know the people around him keep him keep himself amongst his teammates and 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 try and find um try try and find himself again because it is a really tricky period where there's a lot of distraction and you can start worrying about a lot of external noise he's just got to get back to worrying about making runs and and playing in the in the manner that he did last night where he took the game on and and i think that'll be the the start of it for him Mm.
0: have you forgiven steve smith for running you out on your debut Mm.
3: (laughs) of course i have it wasn't his fault mate (laughs) i uh i actually he was ready for the second and i I looked up and thought yeah there's another one there um so i called yes and as i went to push off my back foot slipped a little bit on me and that was probably it for me it was there wasn't a lot in it but um it certainly wasn't steve's fault um just one of those things, guys. You, uh, you look back on it and, and just wish you'd said no, but uh, that's the game, isn't it? Uh, mm.
4: oh, I can feel the pain. <laughs> I'm just thinking yeah. about it now. Uh, no, yeah. um, deeply crick- embedded. <laughs> <Sometimes>. <laughs> Cricket sucks. Yeah. yeah, it does really suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you made some um, uh, really uh, strong comments a few weeks back around uh, Will Pekofsky's potential of playing mm. a test match uh, as we go to where. Reports are suggesting that he's set to make his debut. Now, we don't know whether that will happen or not. Yeah. Um, since you've made those comments, you know, he appears to have, at least from what we've read, um, passed whatever medical clearances he's required to have passed a- as a judge by Cricket yeah. Australia, as well as yeah. um, personally feeling like he would like to play. So do you still yeah. feel the same way in your comments, uh, at, you know, that, that you did make a few weeks ago uh, in relation to Pekovsky?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I stand by them. I, I um, we, We've, first of all, got to make sure that, um, you know, he's in a good headspace and he's ready to go and he's feeling like he's, he's up for the challenge, which is, you know, the first step. And then, obviously, the, the medicos, we, we need to make sure that the, the people that understand all of this stuff um, a lot better than someone like myself, um, you know, he's he's going to be medically okay. Um, you know, obviously, we, we don't know... Um, the full extent of what these concussions have long term. Yeah, but certainly the, the scientific fraternity are, are coming up with answers, you know, weekly and, and they're learning more and more as, as we go. But, um, you know, his health is, in my eyes, the most important thing here. Um, and, I, and then the next step is, well, is he ready to take on one of the best fast bowling units in, in the world um, right now? So... You know, there's a bit to wade through there, um, and, and my, you know, my concerns are, A, his health, but then B, his ability to take on an, you know, the Indian fast bowling um, unit, which is one of the best in the world. Um, look, it's, it's going to be a huge challenge um, if, he gets, if he gets the nod, um, but certainly since he, he took that hit to the head in the A game against some of India's best, but certainly not their best, um you know we where in my eyes has he had an opportunity to get back out in the middle in a, in a game situation whether that's shield cricket grade cricket um you know has he been able to get out there and, and take the short ball on again um in the middle and i understand nets we've got net sessions and we've um you know i'm hopeful they've been able to set up some center wicket stuff but getting into a game scenario is um an entirely different beast and I've just got some um, concerns around the fact that he's, he's taken a hit and his next hit um, out in the middle um, will be against the next level up of Indian fast bowlers. Yeah. And um, that's going to be a real challenge for him if he gets the opportunity. Having played against him and watched him go about his business earlier in the summer, I was enormously impressed. And he is one of the great um, batting talents that we've seen in recent times. Um, so I'm, I'm just, I've got some concerns around whether this is the right time to do it. Um, has he had enough time to get himself prepared with some um, matches where he's had to walk to the middle and then cop, cop a barrage? And um, I just, that, that's my biggest concern outside of his health. His health comes number one. But then, is he, is he ready and prepared as say a Marcus Harris is to take on this Indian attack? And that's my concern. I, at the moment, I'd, I'd be picking. Um, Marcus Harris in, in front of Will
4: And uh, What if I told you That you know Langer had actually Organised Stark, Comers And Hazelwood To bowl off 18 yards In, the nets <laughs> in, in fading light
3: That's If, it, if so. he got through that Then he's ready to go He's, yeah. he's, he's ready to <laughs> take On the World <laughs> 11
4: Yeah <laughs> um, cal uh, just you know w- one thing that's come up with india recently is uh you know there's the chadston 5 uh you know and and, oh, yeah. uh, and and then and then further uh notes for you know unattributed quotes uh from guys in the indian camp saying that uh you know they're struggling with the quarantine conditions and that uh they're not keen uh to play and i was just sort of wondering um or not keen to play in brisbane um you guys have got to go to perth uh after spending some time in brisbane like are you considering just saying we're not keen
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we're 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 up for it. Uh, throw us in there. A bit like Gary Line said the other day. It's a small. Uh, it's a small sacrifice. Um, you know, we we uh, we're hopeful that uh, we'll be able to get over there and uh, get out to a golf course or two. And, and yeah. you know, we're we're not as um you know, once we get to Perth, if you've done everything right, our understanding is things are a little bit um, a little bit looser than say. Um, if you've been in Sydney or, or Melbourne, um, you know, I know a couple of teams had some players that have um, been in, in Sydney or Melbourne recently and then those teams have had to stay locked in their rooms pretty much until game time or training, but I don't think we're going to be quite the same. Um, I think Chris Tremaine's got a hot streak. He wants to keep going. He's played golf 14 out of the last 15 days, so he's um, he's not too keen on going anywhere that um, isn't going to allow golf. He's been given the green light in Perth, so we're good to go.
0: <laughs> it's just another an example of cricketers doing anything other than playing cricket. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every other cricket sport's better. In the yeah.
3: Oh, cricket getting
0: in the way of a good time again? <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, no, no. Sorry, I was just going to say, Carmen, you, you've done everything in the game. You know, Baggy Green, play for Australia, you know, ODIs, 2009 Champions Trophy, um, you know, first A-grade grade premierships, uh, obviously the main highlight. But also you played in the IPL in 2011 with the with the now uh, defunct franchise, uh, the Pune Warriors. Um, mm. What did you spend the money on?
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but- <laughs> I uh, I, question, I was right? very savvy. No, no, it's a good question. I like it. Um, very direct. Um, no, I was very very savvy with it. Got some good advice from my financial partner Bought a house. Um, set myself up that way. Um, no, I'm not sure no. I was what. Quite. I'm not sure you could quite chuck me in the same category as uh, Bernard Tomick, who's floating around here in Lamborghinis on the Gold Coast. But um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I was a little savvier than that, and, and very shrewd um, in comparison. So. No. Um, yeah, made sure I was and I did treat myself a little bit, but um yeah, found myself with a a, a car that had a big beast of a V eight in it. Um my grandfather worked for Holdens for so I'd say thirty I think it was thirty eight years. So I'm a bit of a bogan at Heart Boys. So I got myself <laughs> a Holden V eight and uh and geez, I was happy cruising around up and doing laps up and down Jetty Road at Glenelg and uh windows down Windows Down with King of Leon booming out of the windows. Okay, uh, That's winding the clock back at bit and showing my age,
4: there, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's, that's our age. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, Cal, uh, thanks so much for your time, mate. Been very generous, and uh, it's, it's been a, a really enjoyable chat. Wishing the best of the Thunder and your one day with South Australia, and obviously when you go back to West Torrens and um, play another couple seasons.
3: <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate
0: it. All right, Pez. Uh, a man that needs no introduction, therefore. I will not give one, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Glenn McGrath joins the Great Cricketer podcast. Glenn, can we call you Pidge? Pidge, welcome to the Great Cricketer.
1: Mate, that's fine. Everyone does, so more uh, than happy.
0: <laughs> I should be calling you Thanks Sir. Should be, should be calling you Sir, Glenn McGrath, uh, in respect to, you know, James Anderson not, also not getting a knighthood. Yeah, good point. So, yeah. um, uh, Pidge, uh, f- first question. Uh, I want I want to take you to 1995-96 Sydney Grey Cricket, Sydney Test Cricket, first grade final, Caring Bar Oval, as it was called then before the rightful name changed to mm. Glenn McGrath Oval. One of the, one of the greatest matches in the history of Sydney Test cricket. You know, all four wars playing, McGrath's playing, McGill, Bracken, Stuart Clark, Stuart Clark, Holdsworth. Yeah. The list goes on. What are your memories from that game, if any?
1: Well, firstly, uh, it was at Bankstown Oval, but yes. uh, that's, that's okay. Yeah. that's the home ground of uh, of the War Boys, and I think they were a little higher on the on the list. That, but to go there, it was just after the World Cup in '96, and coming back, and it was. Uh, it was funny. We'd won the match prior because uh, I got hit in the side of hit in the side of the head with a beamer from Brad McNamara to win the, to get the winning runs nine <laughs> wickets down. So it was, that was an incredible game too. But then going to Bankstown Oval with uh, full strength side, the two War Boys, Holdsworth, Friedman, yeah. You know. But we had some you know handy players as well in mm. uh, Stuart McGill and and uh, Rodney Davis and a few other guys. So it was. Yeah, it was not a bad game. The fact that I, uh, I got Mark War out and then bounced Steve War out uh, with two special moments. Uh, Stephen tried to make out it flicked his helmet, but it flicked his glove. Um, and then we went on to, to win the game outright, which was uh, quite amazing. Yeah. You know, for the Southern Boys to, to win the grade premiership uh, was, was very special. Mm.
4: I just love someone with as many test wickets as you, Pidge, just remembering every single detail of how you got the <laughs> War Boys out in a grade game. That's just how it goes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah.
1: Can I? Well, it's, it's you, know, you enjoy bowling to to guys you don't really know, but against your mates, it's a mm. very Aussie thing, isn't it? Yeah. Probably a bit more banter, but a bit more. Uh, you want to sort of uh, you know get an edge over them, don't you? Oh, yeah. so. Well, they all yeah. failed
4: and you got five for and you won. So, um, j- just just to now pitch, we don't have a lot of time with you, so we, we don't want to take up too much. But um, j- just on the cricket, just noting, uh, and and with a great cricket lens, you know, noting members of the Indian team apparently aren't keen on going to the Gabba, there have been plenty of away games where grade players haven't been keen uh, (laughs) either. So with that in mind, what's your advice to the Indians?
1: Yeah, so, well, the the Gabba is a a game where Australia dominates uh, a ground. You know, we haven't lost in a long, long time. And so that's why I think, you know, teams don't really enjoy going there. Um, I don't think India's really ever played a test match there for for a long time. And uh, the fact that they're going up there um, is is fine by me. You've got to be a, adaptable and, and play in all different conditions. So, mm. yeah, you know, just to uh, get out there and, yeah, they've got a quality team, so I'm not sure what they're worrying about. Mm. Mm.
4: Uh, Pidge, um, I have to ask you about this as well. There's a lot of chat about the current quartet of Quicks and, and Nathan Lyon being the best ever that Australia's produced. So do you, like me, react to those suggestions by throwing your um, glass at the TV uh, in disgust (laughs) at the insult to McGrath, Warren, Gillespie and Co?
1: No, no, not at all. I'm actually a big fan of uh, of this bowling unit. Um, I think they're as good as what we've had um, ever, really. Just the way they come together, Uh, they've been bowling well as a unit for a long time. That's why Australia's number one in the world. And they showed in Adelaide what they can do. And that was exceptional bowling. There was just not a single bad ball. And, you know, I look at the four bowlers, Mitchell Stark, he's got that X factor. You know, he just, when it's ball swinging, he can attack the stumps and pick up wickets all the time. Hazelwood and Cummins are, are brilliant. You know, they're just so consistent, just running hard all day. And and Nathan Lyon, the GOAT, um, you know, it's, yeah, you can't really fault uh, this bowling lineup, And uh, that's why Australia's number one in the world. So, no, I'm happy with those comparisons. Um <laughs> you know, it's, uh, they're, they're good mates as well, so good luck to them.
0: <laughs> obviously, uh, obviously, Pidge, it's, you know, it's, it's a huge test match, not only for this current Australian cricket team, but for yourself and your foundation as well. And, yeah. and it's, been, it's been a shocking year for so many people, but it also would have hit the foundation extremely hard. And now there's been, you know, it was only a couple of weeks ago, It's going to be 24,000 people at the ground. Now there's going to be 10,000. So, I mean, yeah. how, do, how, do, how do we at home sort of get behind the McGrath Foundation for such a, for such a big day and such a, a great cause as well?
1: Yeah, no, exactly right. It's been a tough sort of twelve months for all charities, and the McGraw Foundation is no different. But you know, we've got incredible supporters, and and the Pink Test is is a special time of the year for us. And with crowd numbers only being twenty five percent or around that, uh, it is tough. But mm. if this last year has taught us anything, it's the fact that we can do things virtually. We don't need to be at a specific spot to be able to uh, to have hold meetings to do things and. Um, so we're doing a lot of stuff uh, virtually. So people at home can jump on our website, pinktest.com.au. They can buy a virtual seat for $20 uh, and get their name on that seat. So you're virtually at the ground. Uh, there's auction items. The players are donating their signed baggy pinks again, uh, the Australian test shirts. Um, I've donated a, a six-day trip flying around the Outback and experiencing the great Australian Outback, uh, of which I'll be hosting. I'll be on that trip as well. Oh, nice. So that's Outback by Air. And you can see those uh, online uh, and bid for those items. There's stacks of other stuff. You can host pink parties. Uh, so there's so much you can do sitting at home and still support the McGrath Foundation. And you know, people in the past were wearing pink, sitting mm. at home watching the cricket, and now they can really get involved. So yeah, if they jump on that website, there's a heap of stuff they can be doing. And and our goal for this test match is still uh, quite, we think uh, reasonable, but probably fairly lofty is $1 million, mm-hmm. uh, which equates to seven McGraw breast care nurses, and they'll support over 700 families in a 12-month period. So, you know, we still set ourselves a pretty good goal, but, you know, I think the supporters and there's the people out there would have, uh, know someone within their family or, or a close friend that's been through or going through breast cancer, so they can see the tangible difference the money they're donating is having in someone's life so fingers crossed uh, you know it, it's big to to you guys to uh, the TV broadcast to get the story out there and for people to to jump online and be at the Sydney Pink Test virtually.
4: Mm. You've done such a great it's job Sydney. with it, mate, and obviously get your message out there really strongly mm. as well. So that is buy a virtual seat, mm. 20 bucks. Um, yeah. Pidge, now, look, my observation of you is you play an incredibly straight bat in the media. You look after your friends. You don't say anything untoward. Um, and, I, you know, I admire that, obviously, and you know how to get a message out there as well. But, look, we, you know, I have a gra- crack at this. You know, we have it on extremely good authority yeah. that – during his playing days, like while Warney was the king in the change rooms and all that kind of stuff and everyone deferred to him, you were the only person who could ever sledge him without revenge. Yeah. We've got that on very, very good authority. You're the only character of every character that we've already mentioned on this show who could do it without revenge. So with that in mind, what, what's the secret to, be, to having that relationship with Warney beyond <laughs> taking 500 wickets? And what's your view on his Peaky Blinders cap?
1: Yeah, no, Shane, he's a good mate. We've we formed a good partnership over the years. And, you know, I, I thank him for a lot of my wickets because how he bowled at the other end. I think he yeah, thanks yeah. me for one or two of his wickets as well, <laughs> which I think's really nice. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening with that, uh, that cap he's been wearing. I know he did put it out on social media to get people's uh, responses and how they felt. It must have been positive, the fact that he's, uh, he's wearing it nonstop or – whether there's another reason for it, I'm not sure. It's, uh, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> Why are you smiling like that? Moment, but I'll be keen to uh, have a chat to him when I can. <laughs> I just,
4: just sort of feel like he's he's the king and you don't really want to get under his skin too much. Uh, and we all love him so much. So we're just sort of looking to someone who's able to do that, who has the authority to mm. do it, to, to ask the questions that need to be asked. Mm. Um, yeah. but, but you're doing that with your body language at the moment. So if you <laughs> want to jump on YouTube and see <laughs> Pidge's face while he's answering
0: that, you're going to get the best uh, the, the best sense of what he actually thinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: he's, he's a good man, Shana.
0: We, we, we thank you so much for not only coming on the show today, but the work you've done with, with the McGrath Foundation. It's fantastic. It's obviously a huge week for uh, for the community, not only your foundation, but in Sydney as well. It's such a such a big moment, so the, the Sydney test and day three as well, uh, the pink test. So thank you so much for the work you are doing with the McGrath Foundation and thanks for coming on the show.
1: No worries. Cheers, boys. And I expect to see you wearing your pink uh, on, on day three, on Jane McGrath Day as well.
4: Rugby league followers among us, he goes will enjoy this. Firstly, before I even tell that story, mm-hmm. they'll particularly have enjoyed, just on an obscure level, mm-hmm. the fact that a few days ago, uh, Queensland Government Minister Tim Mander, former NRL referee, mm-hmm. was telling the BCCI that they'd spat the dummy. Now, that might have been a politically unwise move from Tim, but for his personal That's fucking safety, red hot. Yeah, but given Tim Mander was just a referee in the... 2000s. Yeah. It's the idea of him in like a, or even the late 90s, a Super League uh, yeah, referee's yeah, yeah, yeah. kid talking to, you know, Dada Ganguly. Hope yeah. he's Hope he's doing well. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's doing well. Respect to Dada. It's just a nice bit of, you know, hipster obscurity. I uh, didn't realize he'd gone into government.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, big liberal boy. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> big old liberal boy. Good for him. You would think more lay, lay,
4: Labor would get into ref, uh, refereeing a bit
0: more. Rugby a bit, league,
4: a bit more especially. Bu- yeah. I'd say a bit more bureaucracy, just a little bit more rule-bound, making sure that there's regulations that are to be adhered to. I guess so. The Liberal government has a little bit more sort of uh, you know freedom, maybe let the game flow a little bit. Sure. What's he talking about? I well, what I'm talking about is the fact that the budget smuggler is always going to create moments and put them on their own smugglers. Like, for example, in rugby league a few months ago, Josh Papali, the Queensland prop, mm. sprinted 60 metres yeah. to ankle-tap Jamal That's Fogarty, right. yeah. the halfback from the Gold Coast. He ran him down, basically. Yeah. And uh, Linney, our great mate Linney, actually commemorated that with a set of budgie smugglers. Nice. I was just wondering, what other moments would you like to see commemorated on budgie smugglers? First Here one that goes. comes to
0: mind would be Dawad Milan, six, being caught in the beer and the guy mm. drinking the beer. Yeah. Now, if you were that guy who did drink the beer, that was very, I mean, it's almost got to the point where it was a bit overshared, but... In, in the media sense, but if you slapped on a pair of budgies, I could get behind that. Now, that moment of that man drinking the beer, because he sort of caught it was like it was a drop catch and it sort of spilt in the guy's beer, right? Then he wanted to like give it to he wanted to give it to the outfielder. I'm not sure who the outfielder was. But then he was like, well now it's in here now. Now I must drink the beer. Mm. Also we saw last night, who had a six? Was it no, who who had a six last night at the Gabba? Can't think who it was. And then the guy caught it, young guy caught it in the crowd and he had like a rum and coke. This mm. is fucking this is Queensland Brisbiana. Yeah. <laughs> areas. And he just fucking smashed it. And it yeah. was just spilling down his shirt. And it was like, yeah. oh, I remember being 18 as well. And it was yeah. good. I've taken a catch. Therefore, I'm going to skull my drink. Yeah. What am, I, what am I going to do? Not do that? Yeah. I'm not an idiot.
4: Yeah, exactly.
0: So those are two moments. Yeah, the two moments that you would commemorate. Yeah. Like I if agree. you want to go league. Lee is obviously Paul Voughton's catch in that uh, charity game.
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Well, anyway, what was that game? That was uh, a, was it a, was it an Alan Border yeah, um, Alan testimonial? Yeah, testimonial. It was back in the days when rugby league was the sort of winter sport of choice It fell on the national scale when it came to cricket, mainly maybe because of Channel 9's involvement. Channel Probably. 9 was a rugby league Probably. network and stuff. Now everything is AFL, yeah. and rightly so, by metrics and numbers, et cetera, and culture and yeah, um, population. So, um, look, the point is that Budgie Smuggler can put any design that you want on their Budgie Smugglers. It is summer in Australia if you're, if you're lucky enough to be able to get into the water. Uh, they're great friends of ours. You get free shipping if you use the word champ mm. at checkout. Mm. Uh, get creative.
0: Budgismugler.com dot AU Hashtag RCGC Peszybad. We made it. Here we are. They said it would never happen. Um anything to add before we go into it? I don't think so. Oh uh, really? Gotta say, I'm thinking about the guys in the UK. That's uh, yeah. fucking really great. Yeah. Really, yep. really tough news. But you know, that Schneider series is starting, so there's that there's that. Moen Ali's got COVID. Apparently upon touching down he's going to miss the first test. Grim. Well, this one starts from Mark Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> this is the name of the person who's written in. Yes. Mark Boucher. And the name of this story is hashtag to see, the chestnut incident. Thanks, Hig and, thanks Higgs and purse. This is a story from when I was 11 years old playing in a club team with older boys in New Zealand. Prior to the game, a group of teammates and I were throwing fallen chestnuts at a tree in some form of archaic fielding drill whilst we were waiting for the rest of the team to arrive. We bowled first and I opened the batting in the second innings. I had made a solid start at this point. I was then run out due to the fact I was admiring one of my shots for too long, a curse I can say I was afflicted with throughout my younger playing days. Fast forward to the end of the game, I am still simmering for my earlier dismissal, which at this point had been simmering with the lid on for at least 20 overs. I start to walk back to the car, which takes me past the chestnut tree from earlier. Having spied a large chestnut on the ground, I decided to take the lid off the pot. I would like to reference back to my tethered rage metaphor from earlier and put it into throwing that chestnut. I had a decent arm for a kid of my age and gave it my all to throw it into the base of the tree. Much to my shock, it rebounded back off the base of the tree and flew a good 10 metres behind me, hitting my teammate's mother, who just happened to be walking by with her son and husband, back to the car. She hits the deck harder than Nate Robinson in the, Jake Paul, in the Jake Paul fight with what only I could describe as a sound, re- very reminiscent of the Wilhelm scream coming out of her mouth. She was rolling on the ground, crying, and continuing to scream in agony. Now, Pez, I took the liberty of, um... Do you know what the Wilhelm scream is? Just
4: wanted to go to YouTube to find that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what the Wilhelm scream is. So he's just throwing a chestnut. It's rebounded. It's hit this woman in the eye. And she went. Ah! That's how that went down. She was rolling on the ground, uh, crying and continuing to scream in agony. Whilst her son, husband and other parents of players in my team assisted her. My mother looks at me. I look at her. And in a moment of existential fear, I run. Ironically, to speed, which would have enabled me to safely make the run in my earlier dismissal. Whether this is the fear of what I had done or the repercussions of what my mother would, would in turn do to me when, I, when we got home, I don't know. The funny thing was, I could only run to the car as we lived circa 40 minutes away from the ground. Following this chestnut incident and my mother's eventual retribution for said incident, I was made to write a written apology to hand to my teammate's mother in person. So, the first practice following the game comes, I go along, apology letter in hand, and give it to the mother, who now is sporting a massive eye patch... And there's a black eye worse than Mitchell McClanahan circa 2016, New Zealand versus Pakistan. It travels up across the bridge of her nose as well. I was, uh-huh. I was having hard enough time looking her in the eye, eyes, <laughs> let alone seeing her in this state. She had to wear that eye patch for the rest of the season, which went on for eight more weeks. I played with her son at, the, at that club for two more seasons following that. Still come across him every now and then to this day. So, asked TGC, my question is, should I have said no in my run to avoid all this happening? Would my dad have have lauded me for having a good arm if he hadn't left early in disgust at my soft dismissal? Should I have used this incident to inspire all my future running between the wickets? Are chestnuts a public health risk? And if so, how do we combat them? Are bales, are bales or chestnuts more of a threat to the eye? What should I get my dad for Christmas? Thanks, asked T D C Mark Boucher. Nice. Well... I guess my first thought with this, Mark,
4: is that firstly, let's rule out a few things. Don't go into the butter, butterfly effect stuff. Around, oh, I should have said no, and then none of this would have happened, right? No, you don't need to worry about that. My first thought is you must have a fucking serious arm. <laughs>
0: Absolutely cannon on this yeah. boy.
4: He's pegged it into the base of a chest, uh, base of a tree. Yeah, and it's rebounded at such velocity over his own head behind him. Yeah. and a, a, a poor mother has hit the deck. Such yeah. as the velocity of it. Yeah. Now it may have struck her in the eye to the point of such pain where she just was forced to
0: cr- crumble. Yeah. Forced to crumble. Yeah. Onto the floor. But my first thought is you have a serious arm. I need to. I need to look at a chestnut. Because I'm okay. I'm looking at him now. It's probably just a really beautiful size. To, to peg.
4: It's going to be hard on yeah, the outside.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, it does look good yeah it does look like a good throwing
2: but anything
4: like if you if you peg anything so hard that it rebounds back over your head so it travels that distance comes back the same amount of distance and still retains velocity to
0: knock somebody over it doesn't have like a nice parabolic arc to it where it just like caresses the eye
4: it must have really it must have a cannon arm
0: or he threw it at the trampoline and
4: has failed to (laughs) to say that (laughs) even even a trampoline i'd be impressed but i feel sorry for him because it's it's an example of the sort of dumb shit we all do as kids, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time it results in a near miss mm. rather than mm. the worst possible thing happening well, at the yeah. time. Yeah. When I was a kid, I like you know, mm. threw a rock or two. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: And did you mate? and yeah, I did. And I was a bit older than I should have been doing that. <laughs> and I still think about it. How old are you talking? Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I was not eighteen. And okay. like I remember, I remember like you know, lobbing a rock here and there. Yeah. And uh, and I knew better, yep. and it just missed somebody. Yeah. And I remember thinking, what what, what if it didn't? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, oh, like, and so I feel sorry for this guy, you know, because really, when you peg a chestnut at the base of a tree, yep. aiming at nobody, yep. and it actually knocks over somebody who's behind you as you throw it, yep. that's extremely bad luck. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now now so that, don't, yeah.
0: Now that reminds me. Of a story where I was at, um, when I was playing for Gordon, my grade club. Um, I was, they, they were having like a, like, I think like Vodafone were having like a corporate day down at Chatswood Oval, oh, which yeah. is the first grade home ground. And I was helping out, setting some stuff up. or That's doing. It's a good work. sponsor for a grade club. They weren't they weren't sponsoring the grade club. I think it was literally just like Vodafone's corporate day and they're having like a game of like um, charity cricket or some shit. Oh, I think right. it was more that. Right. I was 18, 19 maybe. And uh, it was, like, myself and, like, two other guys just, like, helping out whatever we were doing. And it was, like, Mark Holden from Australian Idol at the time was there mm. who was, like, guest commentating. They had, like, a PA thing. And there was, like, two other women whose names, like, actually their faces I can't even remember. Okay. But they, they, was, they were, like, celebrities to, like, some point. Anyway, one of them was pregnant. Oh. So um, we were doing, there was, like, myself and these two other guys. And I had a bat and we were, like, and then another guy had a ball. And from about, like, 15 metres away, he, like, under the ball to my, uh, under my instruction. And I was going to nick it to, like, to my, to the third guy who was, like, a first slip. Got a bit too much on it. And then, just, like, went past my mate who was would have been feeling it second slip and, like, narrowly missed the pregnant celebrity. Right. Um, with the cricket ball. Near misses. Near misses. Yeah. And she gave me absolute daggers. Yeah. As she yeah. should. Yeah. yeah no roughly misses. so. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I suppose once you've moved past the, and I wouldn't apply this to you in that situation, but it may if you're going to be honest about it, mm-hmm. move past it and you might just have, you know, chestnut boy might just have a bit of pride in the arm as well. Yeah. Once that's, you get past it. it. It's kind of like, about, yeah. Yeah. My son like pushed over a kid the other day who's like a bit older than him. Nice. Getting him back for something. Yeah. And I, you know, admonished him for it. So I was like, okay, yeah. you're not timid. You've middled that ball, haven't you? That's Mr. President, lady. Mark. <laughs> like that, I'm just saying, is there a part of you that's like, I actually got a good piece of <laughs> It's actually a nice light cut. Exactly.
0: Four. Hope that helps, Mark. Jed. And congratulations on the um, test dismissals. That's right. Jed writes in Higgins
4: Pez. Back in 2016, I was invited to net bowl to the Pakistan team at the Aegeus Bowl during their series against England. As you would, I jumped at the chance, but little did I know this Wednesday would be one of the last times I would be able to bowl without pain. Irrelevant side note, but one you need to hear about halfway through the 4 hour, 2.5 hour net session, balls started flying around. The Mad Cunts had started to have a game of what I can only describe as dodgeball with cricket balls. Oh, my God. Wahab Riaz was the ringleader, firing shots left, right and centre at unsuspecting shins. Come the following Saturday during a game against the MCC team, the right side of my back tore after 1.2 overs and my season was over. Next season came around and I was just getting back to full fitness or what I had thought to be, but a couple of those overs into the second game of the season, my left side tore and I haven't played a proper game of cricket since, which I still to this day blame the Pakistan national team for every time I wake up and feel the pain that is still there. As a 27-year-old failed cricketer having medically retired from the game four years ago, your podcasts have made me want to get back around the boys and turn my arm over again. So my question is this, has my crippling back injury saved me from the world of club cricket, and should I be thankful of or knowing I can't turn my arm over? Should I reinvent myself as a batsman, ruin my Saturdays again, and potentially turn my very happy marriage sour? Oh, and if you're wondering, I was a right arm medium-fast opening bowler for the ones at a statue of five foot six inches with an unexpected bumper in the locker.
0: Keep up the good work, boys. I have attached my all-time stats for a laugh. Oh, yeah, Jed did attach these, uh, and they were horrendous, really bad stats. <laughs> um, now, couple of things here, Pez. <sighs> yeah. uh, what the fuck's Wahab Rea's playing at? Yeah. Uh, Can you think of a worse pain in cricket than a standing at the – Sort of bowlers Run ups Yep Ball comes through Not, not expecting it Cracks you on the shin mm. On the fleshy part of the shin
4: I know it's rhetorical The only thing I think worse is like, Apart from like mental scars Is like a Tennis ball Lightly hitting you in the testicles <laughs> Not heavily See like the A you, light hit you know, yes
0: the, You know the Ball's flying around The inner thigh Missing the Missing the inner thigh pad Fleshy Fleshy Cold Like Always that fleshy. That stings Shin is like Get out of here man it's broken leg territory, like a nice, like nice egg on the shin. That is mm. so grim. Ankle. Yeah. That's so nice the fact these guys are professional cricketers and they're having a laugh. This is how Glenn McGrath went over in two thousand
4: and five. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit. Well,
0: that's a it's bit actually Casper trying yeah. to get a game.
4: Exactly. <laughs> Playing a bit dodgeball. <laughs>
0: Fuck. Pro sportsmen get bored, eh? Mate. That <laughs> and they're and they're kids. They're mentally children because mm. they're like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this professionally, I, and yeah. I'm seven years old, and I'm gonna put all my energy into this. I don't need to grow up, and nor should they. And that's why they're my heroes. Um, And that's also why you can't be a good bloke and a good cricketer. (laughs) Um, Now, Mm. the other thing was, oh, should I play again? Well, the answer to this one is that he's actually – Jed has been given the gift of a debilitating injury. So, therefore, he has the excuse of, like, I was good. He's done the thing where it's like, I was actually a bit quicker than what – I'm only 6 I'm only a little guy, but got a bumper. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that, fellas. My stats are terrible. Mm. And I had to DM through my girlfriend's Twitter account. You did too. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> Joint Twitter account
0: Yeah Hello um. But you know He's 27 uh, And he's got a debilitating back injury I'd focus your pain on that That you will You've You've already passed yeah. your, your physical peak Yeah Cricket And it won't get better Cricket not a good sport To take up Following a back
4: injury <laughs> I would have thought <laughs> oh, yes. And advised Yes Just the twisting And the rotations mm. And oh. the straight And the twi- Just combining
0: Moving forward while
4: twisting. Yeah.
0: No good championship. No good. no good. If you're doing OHS at a at a work induction, mm. how are you gonna lift up that box? Mm. I'm gonna do this in this straight legged twisting motion mm. where I'm oh. put eighteen times my body weight through my front leg. Why would you lift the box like that? Because yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs>
4: <laughs> can I uh, can I add on top of this? No, I theory? want you to. Not only does he have a reason to not be playing so I actually succumbed to yeah. a back oh, injury. I done that. But the story behind succumbing, which seems a little bit um, How sort you of – Well, I don't really see the connection, but he's made it anyway. Yeah. He says, I blame the Pakistan national team. So ostensibly his last story mm. with cricket is that the Pakistan team sort of knocked him out, which necessitates the question, what were you doing with the Pakistan team, That's national fixing. team? I'll <laughs> I was bowling to them in the nets. Yeah. You know? And so – He's got a story. He's got a narrative. Don't yeah. add to that narrative. Your cricket life peaked when you played. Mm. Uh, you bowled to the Pakistan team and Wahab Rih has ruined your career. Yeah, and you can add a few things. Couple of name drops there. Yeah, exactly. A few mm. bit of side stuff. Maybe you thought it was a bit quick. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm. Mm. It's about identity. It's about narrative.
0: Now there'd be many people who listen to this who would have had net bowling experience to an international team. Lots of Aussies have gone to the UK. Uh, I've played. I play with. Uh, English guys have bowled bowled out here as well, to Like the Aussie guys or a touring team as well. I remember um I like a guy who listens to this show, um, like bowled Brian Lara once in the Nets. Nice. And uh he got a write up in the paper about it nice. as like this portly, um this portly middle grader nice. who knocked over Brian Lara and the article was about how the West Indies aren't taking it seriously, not not preparing. <laughs> he was a first grader, he was a really good first grade bowler. Uh, <laughs> but it was just <laughs> fucking like knock, you know. knocked over Brian yeah. Lara. It fucks his bloke.
4: Yeah, highlight of your career. Yeah.
0: So please do write in if you've got a great story about bowling international, to international players in the nets mm. or if, they, if you've seen other players, uh, other teams play dodgeball with cricket balls. And <laughs> like
4: preferably them. if the players have behaved badly and we can kind of find you know, that for content. That's yeah. more ideal.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a, also any Bairstow stories.
4: <laughs> yeah, they are always. Always have a Bairstow <laughs> stories.
0: I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much to Callum Ferguson, our dear friend Cal. Uh, first time I've ever spoken to him. And also Glenn McGrath. I must have him on again another time. And thank you to everyone out there listening to the show. Uh, We'll see the patrons out there on Friday. And uh, we'll see the rest of you guys next week.